Hi, welcome to another quick podcast. Uh, This is a series of podcasts which I hope to be quick and informative. I'm going to go into detail on some topics which I think deserve their time in the sun and hopefully give you a different perspective to the one that you've read before. Some quick upsells before we begin. If you go to my website, thomascrownpua.com, you'll find my books, which is my first year of day game memoir, my texting guide, intermediate textbook, and a book of all my best blog posts. You'll also find the link for my Patreon, where you'll find infields, analysis of those infields, and exclusive Q&As and posts. And also you can find a contact form and all the information for coaching with me, by calls or infield. That's on thomascrownpua.com. You can also follow me on X at Crown Day Game. And finally, if you think you have a topic or a question that would be good for this series of podcasts, then send me a DM or send me a message via the form on my website. Let's get stuck in. Today's one is about, well, what is it like to be a day game coach? So this is why I didn't put the disclaimer that this is for just for intermediates in the intro. Uh, So I thought I'd just do a bit of a different podcast this week and talk about what it's like to be a day game coach. I've been doing this full time for about a year and a half now, and then I was doing it part time for about a year previously. I can understand how this podcast, it's not probably going to be of much practical use to most of you. Um, In fact, the vast majority of you, it's not going to be of practical use, but it'll be interesting for you guys to hear a few of the upsides and the downsides of this life. And well, let me rant just a little bit. Now, of course, there are many upsides, many downsides of anything, but I've gone ahead and picked the three largest ones for each side. So let's get stuck in. And starting with upside number one, and that is living and breathing something I love. So what I really like about having this as my job is that all of my arrows are in the same direction. In my old job, I'd turn up and be there for anywhere between eight and 10 hours a day and be thinking, oh God, this is just not what I wanna do. And having to split my attention there, doing, you know, projects, working towards deadlines that I didn't really care about. But now I'm doing something, I can really put my heart and soul into it. And uh, in my old job, I think most people thought I was quite lazy. But with this one, man, I can think about hours for something about a post or make notes for a long time or proactively make tweets or make these podcasts. And I'm, I'm really happy about doing it. And it's even though I'm working at my own pace, I'm working way harder than I was in the old job when people were giving me deadlines and things to do. So it's amazing, yeah, it's just your whole life can be congruent. I think when I used to do my approaches in my old job, while I was doing my old job, the girls would say, oh, so what's your job then, what do you do? And I'd say, oh, I work in, and then the the industry. And they'd look at me and just think like, something doesn't add up here. You know, either you're putting on a a mask to do these approaches and try to be the cool guy, but in reality, you're the boring office worker, or else you're doing the office job, which you don't seem to enjoy. It doesn't seem to be you. So that's the first upside is to be fully congruent throughout my life, doing something I love, something I'm really passionate for. And uh, as I've said to many people, like I would rather do this and earn a fraction of the money than doing my old job where I'd earn a lot more money, be a lot more comfortable, never have to think about costs really. I'm way happier to be doing to be doing this. Okay, downside number one, and that is dealing with fragile egos. So you can expect in, a pick, in the pickup community, it's going to attract a lot of guys who have low self-esteem, low sexual self-esteem. And so that's very close to home, you know, that's a really personal subject for people. 
And so you are going to run into prickly characters or guys who have very fragile egos because no one wants to be, no one wants to feel that they have low self-esteem or to be confronted with it. And even getting into the community to begin with is almost like admitting to yourself you've not done well with women in the past, at least for most guys that get into this. Uh, I mean, I notice sometimes I will get an email from a guy and I feel like what's happened is he's had to build himself up to send the email for a coaching inquiry to begin with. But once he's put himself out there, been a bit vulnerable and said, I need help, he then clams up and starts trying to frame control or protect his ego and either uh, nothing ever goes through with it in terms of coaching. And a lot of the time, these fragile egos in the community, you know, if they get into a disagreement about something, a debate about a topic, then they see it as an existential threat rather than a debate. And you can oftentimes see this on Twitter. I mean, of course, a lot of this community is online, so it's even worse, but it devolves into personal attacks, snarky comments, just people generally being mean to each other rather than coming in wanting to learn. So that's downside number one, is having to deal with uh, some very fragile egos. Upside number two is the coaching itself. So in similar vein to upside number one, that I get to do something I love, is the literal coaching is, is great for me. You know, I, well, by and large, the guys I coach are great. I get on really well with them. And so it's almost like getting paid to walk around with a friend of yours for a few hours, talking about something you love, seeing them succeed, and uh, like imparting some some knowledge and hopefully some wisdom that I've accumulated over the years. And it's even better, you know, when we have repeat sessions, whether that's a guy who is going to do, say, a couple of hours each week for a couple of months, or a guy I might do, say, a longer session with him, and then a few months later, or even a year later, we're doing another session. And it's great to see how someone grows and just to get to know someone. And it's like I was saying, it's like uh, walking around with a friend and that relationship builds over time. Now, of course, uh, I'm sure this is the same for every coach. You do sometimes get some bad students. But to be honest, I can count those on one hand with room to spare. It's really, really rare that I have a student where I think, OK, I don't think I would want to work with them again after this. And of course, you do have guys who have extreme cases of approach anxiety. And so you have to babysit their vibe to an extreme level, way more than the average student. But again, those are few and far between. And actually, that's one thing I thank the design of my website for, is that it turns away a lot of guys who want that happy, clappy, just-be-yourself kind of game that a lot of some guys go for who are maybe just starting out. So I'm actually quite grateful for the design for my website because it does scare off some people who aren't so serious about this. Okay, downside number two is guys who or have a taker mentality and in a practical sense, this normally means they just want a ton of free coaching. So some guys have this taker mentality. And the way you see it is that they might start with an innocuous question via a direct message or email, or maybe they'll tweet at me asking for something. But then, you know, when I answer it, they then bombard me with more questions or they send me their life story. Or they will just start to underneath tweets about a, to a certain topic they'll just put demands underneath that tweet saying, oh, I want you to do something on this. And I don't think these people often realize, like, this is my job. Uh, I will help people out quickly. But, you know, like uh, the Joker says in The Dark Knight, you know, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. Um, there was a recent example that springs to mind where uh, a guy said 
he had an issue with a certain girl and I said oh if you have an infield then send it to me I'd be interested to listen and he responded saying oh I don't but I'll send you a summary so I was like hmm okay I didn't agree to it but I thought okay let's just see what he sends and he sends me like a little a mini essay about one girl and I said to him look you've got to summarize this in four sentences because I can't sit here and just read this for ages this is my job and so he blocked me so it's a bit of related to downside one in the guys with their fragile egos but also you can see that taken mentality it's that uh, thought of some guys that you as the coach should just help them for free give them lots and lots of free coaching because maybe they think that it's going to be some amazing marketing opportunity but you know you just can't be doing that all the time otherwise you make no money and an analogy I gave when I was talking to Charlie Bright yesterday was that okay and if you'll forgive me the uh, comparison if you walked into a Rolls Royce dealership and you got a test drive you wouldn't walk in the next day and then ask them for a free month with the car or a free week with the car. You know, the, the test drive is there supposed to just be so that you get a feel for the car and that you want to come back and spend money and that they're trying to entice you in. And when I'm doing a little bit of, say, pro bono coaching or helping guys with questions, yeah, I'm doing that as a, it's partly marketing. I want to help them out. But they need to then think, oh, this guy, you know, he, he knows his stuff. Now I'd like to buy a book or pay for some coaching or even just hiring me for a call and uh, I do actually notice when these guys send me their first innocuous question and answer it and then they come back with their bombardment of questions and I say to them do you know what this would be better if we discussed it on a coaching call I often you know ghosted they don't come back and respond so that kind of just shows you how those guys have that taken mentality on to upside three and this one is getting to pick my own schedule and working conditions. So my normal schedule is that I get out of bed between 9 and 10 a.m. every day. I go to the gym or I go and do uh, a cold swim and sauna. And then I'll schedule any kind of work I have to do for the afternoon and the evening. And I imagine this must be really, really good for my health, being able to sleep as much as I like every day, never feeling like I'm having to wake up and drag myself out of bed to go to a job I don't really like. Another thing is the working conditions. You know, I'm in my room where I record the podcast, do my work or I do my coaching calls. Of course, I'm walking around London. I think it's an amazing city to be walking around and then you're still exercising, you're outdoors, you're not at an office, you're not hunched over a desk. I, I don't have any kind of posture comparison, but I'd love to know the difference in posture given that I don't have to sit at a desk anymore. Uh, I actually have a rocking chair, which I do. All, I have like a sort of like IKEA flat pack rocking chair, which I'm sitting in right now, which I do all of this work in. And so I'm way more comfortable and have a much better posture in this than I would be in my old job. So the working conditions are much better. You know, I'm not under those harsh office lights, surrounded by screens and, and noises and bleeps and phone calls and other conversations. So this is much, much better, much healthier. Okay, downside three are the haters. So I'm sure if you, if you follow me on, on X or Twitter, you, you'll know who they are. But uh, I, I remember hearing this great quote from Tim Ferriss in that he says, 10% of your followers will take issue with what you say. And it's not something you can avoid, it's just the maths. And I found this to be completely true. I mean, it's not exactly going to be 10%. I would say there's probably like five people who just have it in for me. But, you know, it's the point being that you're always going to come across people who don't like what you say. 
And if anything, you could say it's a compliment because a lot of people will say, you know, you're making it or you've made it once you have haters. So, you know, I, I take that as a compliment. And I really do agree with Ferris in what he says that 90% of the time, just ignore them because all they're doing is providing traffic for your website. You know, you can let them ball their fists, stamp their feet. They're like little children. And the more they complain about you, the more people start to look at them and think, oh, they're the weird one because where's the proof or why is no one else having issue? Why is it only these really angry guys? So anyway, downside number three is the haters. And it's a part of this lifestyle is that you just have to learn to live with it. Um, and you have to learn to have your boundaries. You know, you learn not to respond to these things. It's like when you're a kid and the parents say, just ignore it. And the funny thing is when it comes to this, you know, when you're older, it's, it's true. Just ignore it. Uh, s sort of related to this, um, say haters as well is like just having boundaries I know I said that before but knowing when and this is kind of related to the free coaching thing as well is knowing when to to yield and, and then also to be like no no I'm, I'm not going to go any further with this so it's been really good that's like hidden upside number four is that being a day game coach it really teaches you about where your boundaries are and uh, how to maintain them so Overall, I've done three upsides and, and what, four upsides and three downsides. But the truth is, like, I love doing this job. And part of why I wanted to do this podcast is to say thank you to everyone. Because without you guys, without you even listening, even if you only listen to this podcast, um, you know, it's still a view. It still increases my analytics on the podcast. You know, even if you only buy the cheapest book I have on my website, or even if you only follow me for free on, on Twitter, all the way up to guys who are paying for multiple hours of coaching, you know, thank you to all of you guys because you are the people who, who let me have this lifestyle and do something I love. So I'm going to finish off there on that positive note and uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast.